Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence and, I, and I'm grateful that you join me, take time to join me every day. I know you've been listening um, a lot recently, so I just want to say thank you so very much. Um, I also want to say something that I have been, um, I mentioned a while ago, that I started a new podcast, Ex-Christian from India. I repeat, Ex-Christian from India. So it's on the same Hubhopper Studio site. It's called Ex-Christian from India. On that podcast, I will talk exclusively about Christianity and Christian issues. I'll talk about my journey, the facts and history about Christianity, things that I've already spoken about, but a conversation on, on the Indian version of Christianity, its fault lines, its ground realities, and politics behind the scenes. So I've just started one podcast on it. I will do two podcasts a week. Um, and that's my goal. It could be a little bit less, could be a little bit more. But my goal is two podcasts a week and to talk exclusively, uh, exclusively about uh, um, about podcast uh, about Christianity is is what I. Um, really wanted to do uh, because there are so many topics on that so many angles to it and we know it's an absolute mess right now um so yes uh definitely we want i want to uh go into that so the podcast is called ex uh, christian from india uh on hub hopper studio um and if you want to join in you're welcome to join in um and um, i will be happy uh, to answer any questions uh, for that podcast, um, and I hope you will will um, will honor me by your presence and your questions uh, across the board, um, and I will be happy to answer the same. Uh, today's topic on religions, regimes, and refugees, uh, a multicultural mess, is demonetization. Uh, demonetization is something that happened uh, in on the eighth on in November 2016 by the Indian government led by uh, the Honorable Prime Minister Sri Narendra Modi, and he was absolutely um, and um, look I, I I absolutely loved it from the word go. But there are many issues. Nothing in life is only negative or only positive. There's always positive and negative. It impacts it. Uh, the impacts of it are generational, um, and we always have to look at negative and positive. Uh, Everything on this planet is negative and positive, but we've got this socialist mentality, or should I say the Abrahamic mentality that divides this planet into good versus bad, evil versus uh, good, hell versus hell, heaven, and this is the Abrahamic colonization of our mind. And this translates into everything, but there is no only good versus bad, there is plus and minus for everything we are plus and minus and we have to learn to balance we have to learn to accept the negative for the positive and accept and understand that we are always in a state of of uh, change change is the only constant change is what uh keeps us going changes what keeps us evolving and through this continuous evolution process that we will become better instead of continuously submitting and being uh, subjugated uh, by empires and and uh, regimes and, and uh, governments uh, so as i mentioned um in november 2016 uh there was a lot there was a move by the by the Honorable Prime Minister and his uh, India government to um, to demonetize certain notes. Now, what is demonetization? Is when banknotes, certain banknotes, the ones that are chosen, um, are devalued to zero, so they have no more value. And because they have no more value, you cannot use them anymore. You have to return them to the bank um, or the government. Now. The Honorable Prime Minister or the NDA government was not the first to do this. For people to think, oh, well, demonetization, the first time it happened. But there are differences. So in 1946, the British uh, removed 1,000 no uh, rupee notes, uh, 10,000 rupee notes. 
I, I apologize if I say dollars because I'm, I'm I live in the in North America and I constantly say uh, and I, 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 I work in and and live with dollars so I'm used to the dollar sign but you know when I'm talking I'm this podcast is about India so uh, my conversation is all about rupees um, so like I said 1946 um, there was um, um, devalue demonetization thousand rupees and ten thousand in 1954 there was a there was also it was reintroduced uh, 1,000 rupees, 5,000 rupees, and 10,000 rupees were reintroduced. 1978, uh, there was a demonetization drive again. Uh, we know in 2016 it was done. Okay, so there was a demonetization drive by the NDA government in 2016. Um, and, um, and in 20, uh, sorry, big notes. Uh, f- 500 and 1,000 notes were removed, and in 2000, they, uh, sorry, um, I think, I think, uh, there was a 1,000 reinstated, uh, after 2016, 2020, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure exactly, but, uh, it was reinstated, the 1,000, the, um, 1,000 notes were reinstated. I think it was 2021. I'm not sure about the last one. Uh, I apologize for that. But we had a demonetization drive um, in India by the NDA government. Now, you can imagine that the left and the license Raj who ruled this country for 60 years in different formats were not very happy because the bulk of the cash and the black money was controlled by their ecosystem. So they're not going to say anything nice about anything that the BJP does. But um, you can understand the rhetoric and the narrative and the vitriol that has come out is in large because they had the carpet removed from under their feet uh, and they were not very happy about it. now, in previous times, 1946, 1950, or 78, the uh, money that was removed out, out of the system, financial system, were big notes. So most people in those days did not have access to big notes or did not use big notes but because the country was relatively poor. So we dealt in small uh, notes. Um, and so it really didn't affect, have that effect on the country. But in 2016, these big notes were used by the bulk of the country, 80%, if I'm not mistaken, of the country. And uh, it did affect the country. Uh, now, when there is any change in any system, and even if you're moving from one house to the other, do you fit into the new house? Do you are you you just move into the new house and continue where you left off? No, this change will always ca- cause imbalance. You have to get used to a new way of life, get used to a new system. It's simply when you take medication, you change your medication, it's not the same. You go to a new school, you change the school, it's not the same. You buy a new pair of shoes, you get a shoe bite always because it's not the same. So you don't expect any change to to be balanced and smooth or uh, like most comments uh, oh demonetization was good but was it was done in a bad way there is no good way change always brings about fractions change always brings about um, de- an, uh, uh, imbalance and it will water will find its own co- level always so it takes time but we need it it's very much like independence people say oh well uh, the government um, the the Congress says we brought you independence they refused to say that there were 1 million people who would who died and 14 million displaced do they ever say any time that uh, um, that uh, independence was wrong no they never say independence was wrong uh, they they pride themselves and and use it as a banner. Independence was independence was a great thing. In, India is so great right now because we made India great. We gave India independence, and and the one thousand lives were lost. The trauma that was uh, that that had played out for generations to come that we still have a problem with. We're still not able to externalize it completely. The fourteen million people who displaced. Uh, the lives that have been lost 
post-independence in the form of um, terrorism in, in war between India and Pakistan, in drugs, in, in malnutrition and all of that, uh, less education, um, diseases, which we could have all avoided. Do they talk about that? No, because it's always whenever there's change, you will have an imbalance in society. But in the long run, it becomes good. So it's very easy to point fingers at others. Uh, but it is not easy to take your own um, responsibility when the shoe is on your foot. And it's the same way demonetization, in my opinion, was great. As someone who studied economics, I thought it was fantastic. I didn't expect it to be smooth, smooth. I never expected it to be smooth. I knew that there were going to be troubles and tri tri tribulations. But we are not uh, a flat earth. Most people who cry believe in a flat earth, think the earth is flat. We are cyclic. There will always be ups and downs. Uh, currents will form our waves and we will finally balance out, come to the shore. And the wave will go back and be pulled back into the ocean. And a new wave will come. And as we the wave waves come to the beach, it, we will clean the, we will remove the dirt and we will clean. And that, my dear friend, is removal of corruption. You have to constantly be cleaning. You cannot completely override or clean corruption from your system because we are constant. We are, the cosmos is constant. Our energy cycles are constant. So it's part, uh, there's always darkness um, for there to be light. The sun has to set the sun to rise so it's it's part of the journey of life you you can't say well i'm going to clean corruption completely and and when you see empires that fall down uh in, in you go into history empires fell why because there was corruption it was never cleansed so it has to be continuously cleaned and because corruption is not able to be cleansed completely um, and the establishment becomes so strong uh people um ally with outside groups, open the door for outsiders of your, of your territory to come in, ally with outside groups, and when the outside groups come in and then take over the land slowly and slowly and slowly, we say, oh, well, it's colonization. But why do we ally with people on the outside? Because the system, the ecosystem on the inside, is corrupt. There's no way out of it. And that's why we have to ally with people on the outside to clean up the system on the inside. But at one point, if someone comes into your land and takes it over, you, you do know that there's going to be some price on that side too. And then after you fight, fight for independence and say, oh, well, we fought for independence. Well, it's all part of the game. Corruption is part of the game. Cleaning up is part of the game. So when someone's cleaning up a system, you have to say thank you um, and to have the courage to do it. And kudos to uh, the Indian Prime Minister to doing it. Whether you appreciate it or not, uh, we will look at both sides of the divide and we will go from there. So uh, uh, black money, so I say corruption, uh, demonetization was to remove black money. Uh, that is accumulated through organized crime, drug trafficking, human trafficking, terrorism, um, and, and, and uh, many other parallel economies in, in, in your territory. Uh, we know that the mafia is very strong. The licensed Raj became a mafia. The Indian National Congress and its allies uh, known as the License Raj, became an absolute mafia in the country. Um, and um, they opened the door and closed their eyes for people on the outside, for uh, establishments on the outside, to come into the country and carry on a parallel economy. And I am talking about the Pakistani mafia, who were running loose and running a parallel economy in the country uh, through all these bomb blasts, all these terrorism outfits, all these uh, drugs that you see, a big part of it was controlled by the Pakistani mafia who believe that the Indian con uh, subcontinent belongs to them because they are the descendants of the Mughal uh, empire and they have the right to reinstate their Mughal empire um, as, as their ancestors did. And they had the right to 
take back what the British or the Hindu Kufar took from them. And so running a mafia rule was exactly what the Mughals did, the uh, Lodis did, the Delhi Sultanate did, and they just continued it. And because our jellyfish politicians wanted a vote bank, they allowed it to happen. So yes, it, uh, the it, Pakistani mafia, we know the Naxalites were there. We know there was a lot of other groups on the ground. NGOs were there running rackets in the name of, uh, of charity. We know all of that was going on. It had to be clean. And all of these were um, beneficiaries of uh, the License Raj. So um, in, on, in 2014, the NDA government came to power with a manifesto to remove corruption or clean up corruption um, and reduce uh, this cash economy uh, and, and put in norms and, and rules to make it more stringent. Um, India was known worldwide as a place not favorable to do business because of all the hafta, the bakshis, the black money. Uh, our economies, uh, our infrastructure was crumbling. There were not, uh, there was negative value for our, our infrastructure, um, our connectivity, our, um, our logistics supply chain. Um, and, and as a result of which, we were not a place to do business. We were not a place to do to uh, to do anything, and we were going down, sinking lower, 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 lower. And this was pre twenty fourteen. Um, so the NDA bought in demonetization uh, to bring a formal system into the government, into into the financial, uh, to to the economy to the Indian uh, system, to increase tax base, to increase digital payments, um, in, improve banknotes uh, with more security features. Um, and like I said, they finally uh, have more returns, in, increase the GDP of the country by foreign direct investments, um, a, a smoother system, a more um, a progressive system, a system that's more conducive to a free market economy than the socialist uh, ecosystem, license Raj ecosystem, uh, corrupted through the mafia uh, that preceded it. Um, now, in when when this came out, um, when the demonetization came came into force, there were two months. The NDA government gave the country two months, and I think they uh, increased it a little bit. But in all, 99%, 99.3% of the cash came back. 15.41 crore came back in demonetized notes. Uh, one of the claims is that, however, in, uh, however, uh, although 15.41 crores came back um, afterwards, there were six in 2016. There were 16.4 lakh crores of um, notes, new notes in circulation. Uh, but by 2022, there were 31 crores. That means black money had increased back again. So that that was a problem. So we we got back 15.41 crores. Uh, we put out 2016 in 2016 there were 16.4 crores back in the system uh, of new notes and it went up to 31 crores 31.05 lakh crores um, so this this was a problem this was one of the fallbacks uh, negative points about it uh, the amount of black money increase uh, a lot of uh, the ecosystem used uh, who, the same ecosystem who was complaining, oh my God, demonetization was wrong, demonetization was wrong, the BJP is wrong, it reduced the economy, fear, 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 it's all they were. But they were the ones who were corrupting this demonetization drive themselves. They were the ones behind the corruption and they were screaming because their money, their black money was going down the tubes. So that's why they were screaming. They didn't care one single bit about the poor, but they were using the poor as a screen. So a lot of rich entities got their money back, um, changed their black money uh, through their maids, through their casual laborers, uh, through their drivers, uh, through uh, f family allies, 
undocumented laborers. Um, many people gave away black money uh, in return for services. Um, yes, so all of that was uh, used, were, were detours taken by the same people who were screaming, the same people who, who pretended that the economy is coming to an end, the world is coming to an end. Um, you know, uh, brain, say, socialist brainwashed, um, but um, they use, they change black, their black money to undocumented laborers, um, drivers, maids, casual laborers, and all of the above, and all these rich uh, entities. A lot of unscrupulous bankers deposited money in, in uh, and collaborated in, in depositing black money in, in this blatant manner. And so, um, the rich, I wouldn't say the rich, but a lot of people from the licensed rights ecosystem, bankers, um, use different scrupulous methods to over to to circumvent the demonetization and declare it a failure. Um, and they were the same people declaring it a failure because they they were circumventing themselves. And the biggest, like I said, the biggest part was the people in the licensed rights uh, socialist system. A lot of people use religious places, these religious places who pretend they are the pillars of God and morality are the, the biggest con game on the surface of the planet. We know it. God doesn't need money. Why do these people need money? Uh, so religious places don't really have to declare their money. Okay, They're exempted. They have tax exempt. Uh, but so their collection boxes were used um, to uh, launder black money. So people gave them the black money, they changed it, and guess what? Uh, the white, the black money became black. All of a sudden, after 2016, during this drive, uh, their donations, the donations to these religious institutions who claim to be the pillars of God in the country and be able to change your life miraculously, um, their donations spiked really, really high, um, and 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 that was they were the same people who are today crying. Oh, the government is fascist. The government is uh, the BJP is uh, anti-India, hate speak, divide and rule. Um, they're the same people who are crying. But they were the same people. Remember, when all these uh, these religious places are crying, they were the same ones who who uh, took black money uh, and um, laundered it uh, and converted it to white money because they have tax exempt status, and they were the ones who made sure to circumvent the new the demonetization and make it a failure. And today, they're the ones who are crying and preaching that demonetization is a failure, but those religious places are actually a um, big part of the molds and the ecosystem that is doing everything to bring the country down. And this, my dear friends, is not just one group, every single group. Uh, now, some of the more, uh, um, the other parts, <coughs> cost of this was the cost of printing notes, it was high. Uh, ATM distribution machines had to, to change or um, ha had to now provide um, notes of a different currency. New notes, like I said, the reprinting cost was high. Um, in in 2016, the price was 3,241 3, crores, 2017, 79, 65 crores, and... Um, after that, it came down to uh, 4,912 crores. So the extra cost was 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 a good uh, 4 to 5,000 crores. Um, the dividends reduced given by from the RBI to the government also was reduced uh, from 65,000. Uh, it came down to 50,000. So it was a reduction in dividend. Um, the Indian Air Force uh, was used to airlift bank notes uh, was cost it cost the Indian exchequer 29,000 uh, crores to no, 29 uh, I think 29 crores uh, 29 point uh, 41 crores the eco um, so that's the, that's the cost of actual printing and airlifting of old notes and taking new notes to the, the different sites um, now that's that's another part 
Um, the economy, how did the economy change? Now, anytime, like I said, you have a change that's happening, you will always have imbalance because you have to get used to new teeth. You have to, there's a teething problem. You have to get used to new neighborhood. So there's always a, a teething problem. It takes a while to set in and, you know, those who, who think that they're God's gift to planet Earth will always cry and use fear, 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 indoctrinate people. So the economic damage, what did it happen in the first uh, few months or the first couple of years? Um, as usual, uh, as predicted, the economy tanked in 2016. Um, uh, the, the economy tanked a little bit, so from... Uh, the economic, sorry, economic purchasing power went from 54.5 to 46.7, so the economy contracted. The growth in the economy went from 6.6 to 4.9. Agriculture, the biggest transit, was the sector that affected the most because they are the biggest, uh, um, they, they buy everything in cash. So that economy was, that agricultural sector was the one that got hit the most. Uh, the RBI banned deposits and withdrawals in cooperative banks, which are the backbone of the agricultural economy. Um, so uh, there were job losses also uh, as GDP contracts, the job losses. Uh, in 2016, there were 406 million, 406.5 million people employed. Uh, in April 2017, you're looking at 405. Um, the cash shortage, uh, there was a cash shortage, toll plazas, trucks were stopped along the ways, uh, taking, uh, because toll plazas, um, stopped taking money, um, and the, the toll plazas then, I think the government then decided that they will not take money for the time that this, uh, this demonetization drive continues, so we lost a lot of money over there, uh, construction of new properties, this sector was affected uh, a big deal, but really this sector I have no sympathy for, okay? So I understand the job economy, the job market, uh, the economy, the GDP, the agricultural sector. Yes, that hurt badly. The poor people, uh, that hurt badly because they are day-wage laborers. They had reduction in money. Uh, they, they, they were really, really affected by this. And I and I sympathize with all of them. And, and for the, me, they're all... Um, nationalists, they're all uh, uh, people who are, they're all people who are um, warriors for the country, they contribute to the country, every single one of them, but the people who I'm not, who I don't uh, care the most is the construction people. We know in India, construction, every time you buy a house, whether it's from another person or whether it's from a new, it's a new building, um, when you buy a house, say, uh, one crore, They'll ask you for 10% in cash, which they never declare and which they expect you to have just like that. This is how construction works in India. I'm sure you know it. Every half of it is not, I wouldn't say half, but you have to give the contractor or the construction, the builder, cash. It is disgusting. It is so disgusting. They think they own you and, and the license Raj allowed this to continue. The bottlenecks that it created, the, the cash economy that it created, the black money economy that it created uh, is disgusting. So when new property launches were delayed, look, they deserve this. Okay, I'm sorry. They deserve this. Uh, in 26, uh, yes, yeah, so... Um, all of a sudden, they don't have money because construction is a lot of black money, a lot of black money. Um, and they, they absolutely deserve this. Uh, they harass us. Uh, they blackmail us. They never give us their, their properties in time. There's no way to go against them. Uh, they've got a, a mafia establishment who will hound you, who will uh, threaten you. Uh, it is disgusting absolutely disgusting and they have they have been the mafia in the indian uh, economy for um i don't know how long for really really long time uh and 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 when the construction of new property fell um it only showed how much of black money was in the system how much money they used um 
and I'm, I'm not sorry for them. What happened was because of that, um, the price of housing came down and it was great for people. Uh, more people had access to homes uh, than before. Uh, not to say that the construction um, companies do not take black money now. They will find a way to take black money, but it's much more reduced than before and uh, reduced the price in houses. Uh, there were delays. It was 60% less, I was told. And that is, you know, I'm not sorry for them. Uh, sorry about that. So the stocks, uh, they were affected too. The Sensex came down 6%. Okay, uh, that was um, in the aftermath. Hospitals stopped taking old notes. Uh, that was a, a, an issue. Uh, long lines, health emergencies, um, and all of this were part of the uh, negative side of demonetization. Um, so, in all, only point when they when they demonetized only point zero seven. Um, percent of notes did not come back, but by February 2019, they had collect, uh, collected 1.3, uh, 1,300 crores, if I'm not mistaken, came back to many procedures of demonetization and other measures um, of black money came back into the country. Uh, the number of income taxes filed were uh, in, had increased. Uh, the income tax net were far increased. Demonetized in increased tax return from 43 million to 52 million. Um, income disclosure schemes uh, were given. Black money could be declared and owners could keep part of it. So this was one of the ways. Um, one of the ways to, to return the money into the fold. Um, but it improved the tax net in a big way. Um, one of the economic um, benefits, or I would say benefits of demonetization, uh, was organized crime reduced, okay, in the first uh, months and, and years after 2016. Terrorism and in JNK was reduced, and that's why uh, Narendra Modi was able to remove Article 370 uh, because now uh, their their funding they 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 could not go to convention unconventional funding they had to go to conventional funding funding and the moment they had to go to conventional funding uh, they could be they could be uh, uh, caught immediately immediately because you can't use unconventional means. Everything is now being monitored big time. And this was the precursor for the Article 370, for those who didn't know. I think most of us know it, but not allowed to say it. The Naxalites, uh, another one who was reduced to nothing because of demonetization. They were able to come to deals with the Naxalites uh, because of demonetization. Um, and the Mafia... Um, the the license raj mafia who had the big bulk of the money who were who were looters who were uh, the modern version of the jizya tax where people in in the mughal system in the islamic rule on the islamic rule were harassed for harassed completely with jizya tax forced to convert forced to give up their land um and now um, this continued in under the socialist uh, license raj system, where the mafia continued their regime. The labels changed, but the mentality was still the same. So this this mafia took a big hit. Um, in when when the Pakistani mafia also were reduced to nothing, they're still around. I'm sure they are, um, but it it they had they it got hit big time now. Imran Khan, when he came to power, the first thing he did was talk on, on Narendra Modi. He talked about the RSS, how they were racist, how they were fascist, how they were uh, against minorities, against minorities. And he kept on and on. He was giving an interview to a DW 
station. I think it's a German station. And instead of talking about Pakistan, he, his biggest part of the economy, his conversation was about India and the RSS. Oh, India. Oh, well, Afghanistan are brothers. Bangladesh were brothers. But India is a big, bad kufar. Uh, we couldn't say kufar, but so he had to say, nah, you know, Nazis, uh, racist, uh, fascist, and all this went on, went on, went on, went on uh, in the interview. And he says, so the interviewer asked him, asked Imran Khan, well, what is the reason for the Pakistani economy dipping? He says, India is the problem behind the Pakistani uh, um, economy tanking. What has India got to do with Pakistan? I mean, you, you got your control of your economy. Your, Allah is coming for your economy. Your, everything is based on, on, everything is based on this perfect system of Allah. Uh, you're controlling it. Your army is in control. Uh, Pakistan is not a banana republic. It is a very strong republic uh, with a very strong armed force. Um, they've got um, they've, they've got an economy going. Uh, at one point, they were better than India. Their money was stronger than India. What happened? Because they had a parallel economy in on the Indian subcontinent where the Indian National Congress can close their eyes and let their Pakistani counterparts um, keep um, keep using the system through their money laundering, through their drugs, to their trafficking, to their uh, fake uh, business accounts. Um, the Pakistani economy was being uh, in the Indian economy was a base for Pakistan and a part of the budget of Pakistan, undeclared obviously, would have come from the Indian Indian economy. The moment um, the demonetization happened, they had to, all of a sudden, they, they lost all their black money. Their money had no value anymore. Just no value. All of a sudden, they're stranded. They were not told. Obviously, the government's not going to tell me, yes, we're going to have a demonetization drive. So in the interim, until they could get back on their feet, because, you know, you can, black money is not going to end tomorrow, they had to take loans. They had to take loans from the government, from the IMF, from the Saudis, from China. And as those loans kept piling, they had to pay it back. They had to pay it back. And guess what? Where they are right now. But they've taken so many loans that even if they're, economy comes back they still will be generations before they can pay all of that back and right now the economy is tanking because there's no way there's no access to the indian market there's no access to the indian economy to their mafia to their money laundering to their drugs uh every time they try something through the pfi through their uh muslim brotherhood through their kashmir naxalite to their kashmir uh, militants to their terrorism there's no access to the indian market and without india they are nothing they're nothing and the demonetization was the thing was completely destroy them and that was what Imran Khan was trying to say uh, but he couldn't say it obviously so he had to say the RSS is bad the Indian uh, the BJP is bad hate speech you know every time they say hate speech you know every time they say garbage uh, you know every time they say something ridiculous uh, about their emotions their uh, Islamophobia you know behind the scenes if there's a business monetary deal that is either working or not working and this is exactly what it is we are not submitting to their supremacy to the Islamic um, uh, money laundering the mafia and we're not letting them run a, run our economy from outside the country or within the country uh, for their vote bank basis um, and uh, the Indian government is not keeping quiet anymore, and kudos to them. So this is how uh, demonetization uh, worked and was so so relevant, so powerful, that the, obviously the, socialized, the socialist system uh, led by uh, their media and, and their woke powers all are screaming um, fear, 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 because their license watch is, is tanking. Um, and is now left without much resources. Um, 
when we come back to demonetization, security features, we come back to the notes, the new notes use, the security features, micro letters, micro, uh, micro uh, letters we use, watermarks used in, in new bank notes, dimension designs were changed, durability increased, and thereby security of these notes increased. Uh, the digital Indian digital payment system skyrocketed 29% uh, from 2014 to 2017. Uh, from 7 billion rupees transactions went to 12.5 billion rupees. There was a huge jump, and this is all thanks to demonetization, my friends. Uh, debit card transactions increased from 2.328 billion to 2,700 billion. Um, the IMPS, the immediate payment service, uh, uh, was never even used before and now has become 650 billion transactions. Um, it is inc incredible. Uh, the mobile payments replaced cash transactions. And this is what everyone talks about. Uh, ever since demonetizations, we have never looked back. India is now digital economy, and the UPI has has taken over, and it is the best thing that happened. It circumvents a lot of troubles. Uh, money sent by the government to people below through any any scheme, any yojana, uh, can go directly to the to the to the. Uh, Indian citizen below without having to go to middlemen, and these middlemen were the worst bottlenecks of the economy that had kept us as a third world country, where the license raj blamed the British for everything, the West for everything. Today they can't blame the West, they can't blame the system, because now the bottlenecks are, are, are open. They could have done it themselves, they could have had a great economy, why do they have to be a mafia ecosystem? Uh, on one side and, and pretended that they were the big savers of uh, the Indian uh, Indian nation to independence. How long are you going to throw your independence story around? At one time, independence has to deliver. It's not delivering because you've put bottlenecks to, to, uh, to circumvent to become the new rulers of the land. At one point of time, the currents are going to form the waves. People are going to revolt, and this is what happened. But they cannot tell you that, so they have to say hate speech, fascism, and all the above. But in reality, it's um, it's um, a, a reaction to the bottlenecks um, and the subjugation and the degradation of uh, the arrogance of the license raj. So uh, mobile payments re replace cash payments. Uh, cash transactions. Transactions were 22.14 billion rupees were recorded in January 2016, while the value reached 83.53 uh, billion in January 2017. And that's how UPI came to grow. Uh, construction, like I said, we talked about this decreased new properties, um, decreased, uh, but prices of, of the inventory also reduced in cash. Cash down payments charged by contractors like they did before and their mafia reduced drastically. This was very well noted. Uh, I think we all know that, but we do not have the guts to say it because we were part of this. Um, the purchasing power of people below uh, increased and the overall, overall aggregate purchasing power also increased. Revenue collection of municipal corporations increased. Uh, that is a big yes. Um, because people now have direct access to, and they also wanted to get rid of all the black money, so they paid really fast all their late transactions and things like that. Uh, in most countries, when uh, you have a change in system, okay, a change in um, a change in your uh, way of life, any new system come about, there are riots, there are there is hue and cry, the manifestations. And um, in, but in India, kudos, my hats off to the Indian people, especially the poor, not these big, loud-mouthed, rich people, the upper crust of society pretend that they're the new Maharajas and they know it all, and they are the owners of morality and economics, and people who don't have any, uh, who wear go barefoot, who are poor people, they don't know, they don't know anything. Um, the the country the bulk of the country who does who's not part of the upper crust they went with 
demonetization. The poor people who we call poor went with demonetization more than the licensed Raj who were crying left, right, and center. Why? Because they knew the reason why they were poor. The reason why they were poor was because of the licensed Raj. And they had to change. How, whatever the results of the change, if they didn't do anything, there was no use living. There was no use. There was no reason to live. They had to try something. They were willing to go with anything. And they went with the demonetization. They stood in line. They cooperated by and large. And kudos to them. My hats off to these people. They are the real freedom fighters of India, not the license Raj on the top. Um, now, uh, so... The Indian economy, besides that, rebounded, and it shows the resilience of the Indian economy compared to many other economies that tank so much um, with their riots and, and so on and so forth. But the Indian economy charged right back, and kudos to, to the Indian economy and the resilience that we have. Um, I am I'm, My hat's off to everyone who contributed. I, I don't know if I could have done the same. And with my mouth shut, I can tell you, um, I have learned a big, big lesson and have more respect for the people on the ground, the smaller people. I respect them more than anything in the world. They are my gods. Um, um, and yes, uh, that is the, the biggest change in everything. Uh, the, the power to have a voice, the power to be the CEO of your own journey, the power to be free and to say that there's a government who's working for us. Um, now, um, there was a lot of political transformation um, that went on. Um, the, the Indian people gave the UPA, the NDA government, a second chance. Corruption was slowly being uh, removed. Uh, of course, like I said, it's it's constant. Corruption is a part, is as darkness is a part of light. Uh, corruption is a part of economics. Uh, there will always be people at the bottom of the cycle, and there will always be people trying to to destroy the system, and we have to just continue keeping at it. There is no way we can remove it completely. Um, corruption on the ground is an extension of your corruption of your mind. Stop the corruption of your mind with, with ideologies uh, that are, and, and evolve. Uh, ask the questions, make junctions, of make intellectual laboratories of every junction. Understand the currents that form your waves. Junction after junction after junctions. Open the knots, open the knots clean, remove the dirt, remove the, the pus that's formed, heal, and once you heal in your, in your mind, your psychic heals from the journey of life, you on the outside, the healing will show through a cleaner economic system, uh, because the economics on the inside is an extension of the economics, and the, uh, the economics of the outside is, is an extension of the economics on the inside. And that's how you clean it. And that's why Narendra Modi always talks about Swachh Bharat. When he talks about Swachh Bharat, he's not only talking of cleaning the streets, he's talking of cleaning your mind, changing your mentality, offloading the negative, offloading the old, coming back with a new, understanding every single junction, not just pointing fingers at others, but making a junction into an intellectual laboratory. What can I learn instead of being constantly angry, constantly negative, constantly living in fear, uh, instead of pointing fingers at others, making those junctions into uh, laboratories and understand what can I learn from this. Uh, Demonetizations are part of economics. It will happen again in the future. I hope it happens again in the future. And it's a signal to, to economics of the future. The, uh, the, uh, the big companies, the small uh, uh, companies, the small individual, the, the purchasers who, uh, who have been given notice that we are not scared. India is not scared anymore uh, to take big decisions. India is not scared to clean up. India is not scared to, to, to call out its own faults. India is not scared to make those changes and be part of a bigger global order. We were once one of the, India was once one of the greatest, most economic powerful nations in the world. We will get back there. Uh, we're just currents and waves. It'll just be a blip in the radar. But when we look at this generations to come, we'll look behind and we will see just a blip in the radar and they will go back up right again where they belong. And so it takes a lot of courage to do this. 
you know you're going to get a backlash from all those negative naysayers. It's part of the deal, but we will clean up little by little and there will be a Swatch Bharat like our ancestors had it 5,000 years ago. Now, I just want to add something. I live in the West and people think the West is so such smooth, smooth, uh, smooth economies. Everything is perfect. There's no corruption or there's less corruption. Look, there is less corruption, but nothing is smooth. I'm not trying to put the West down, okay? Look, I live here. I'm very, very grateful to live here. I'm very grateful how things per, uh, perform, but people perceive the West as everything is smooth, smooth. Nothing is smooth. And you say, oh, how things are badly run in India. Look, nothing is smooth in the West, let me tell you. every Everything that happens... Uh, there will be uh, a, a gazillion debates on it. Uh, there will be these typical naysayers. Uh, there will be typical license Raj socialists who will put fear into you. And when actually it really happens, you've already spent so much of time and money getting things done that it's not worth it anymore. It's double and triple the price. And 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 there is corruption. Not to the much that happens in, in, in India, obviously, but uh, there is corruption and it's not smooth. There are a lot of manifestations. There are a lot of people trying to stop the, the, the change happening. There is, uh, there is imbalance, plenty of imbalance for people who think that uh, COVID-19 was run very easily in, in, in North America. It was a mess, my dear friends. COVID pandemics was a mess. Kudos to the people on the ground, uh, who the doctors, the, the nurses, the first responders, they were the ones who really took the brunt of it and did double their work to make sure that we survived. And my hat's off to them. But it was a, in, in reality, the system, by the time it was used and, and, and uh, smoothened out, it was a mess. Uh, there were a lot of people not cooperating on the ground. It was both sides. It was not just the government. It was the people on the ground too who revolted. There were a lot of uh, anti-vax people, uh, many, many groups and, and different opinions on the ground and uh, conspiracy theories. So nothing ever is smooth, smooth flowing. We are all currents and waves of the entire planet. We're all uh, the same cycles. We go through ups and downs and uh, we have problems too over here. Um, so people say that everything uh, has to be implemented better. You cannot have implementation better because any type of frequency change will cause interruptions, will cause turbulence. It is normal. It has nothing to do, it is part of life. Uh, interruptions. You have to be ready for it. But if you want a better life, like in 1947, they wanted independence. They were willing to forego 1 million deaths and 14,000 uh, misplaced people, three generations of trauma, but they still went for it, right? Is anyone calling them out? No, we're all saying thank you. We are we are, we are we're having 75 years of uh, Amrit uh, Bharat, uh, um, Amrit Mahotsav, um, but we're not we're not looking back and we're saying we're free. So somewhere up the line we were free politically, but we're not free economically, we are not free ideologically, we are still in chains, and this was part of that journey to free ourselves economically and fly. Uh, there was plus, there will be minus, we have to learn from this junction. Uh, Everyone has the right to have its own opinion, whoever you are, and take away from this and what can you learn because demonetization will happen again. Maybe not in the next few years, but it, somewhere up the line, it's part of economics, my friend. It has to be done. It's part of life. We have to get used to it. And we have to be grateful that there are governments out there who, who care about the economy, who care about cleaning the system, who are constantly on the move and giving those signals, but they were not going to keep quiet and let the Indian economy suffer because without economics, a country has no reason to survive. So uh, on that note, I just want to say thank you to all of you for listening. I'm sure you have your own opinion about demonetization. I hope you will learn from it, uh, take your points from it, add to it, research, have both sides of the story, share it with your friends, uh, your families, have that discussion. It's always great to externalize your emotions than rather keeping it inside and go from there.
So thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for coming back. And don't forget to listen to my channel, um, ex-Christian uh, ex from India on hubstopper.com. And we will be, I will be glad to continue on that channel too, um, to uh, contribute to the discussion and the narrative going on in India. Uh, so take care and stay safe.